everybody, and welcome back to a very late episode of What's in Your Hometown, where we talk about the dirty little secrets in your backyard. Thank you very much for sticking <laughs> around to join us this week. Julie is like 15 days away from the bar. I've decided to go and get my PhD, so I'm trying to like reapply for school. It's a very hectic time right now. It's it's hard, y'all. I. <laughs> I've I've had three major things in my home fail in the last three weeks, uh, and my birthday happened. That was really fun, so uh-huh. that was nice. But I'm creeping uh, slowly closer to thirty, so that's not as nice. But it's fine. I've had a good time. From what everybody tells me, thirty's the time when like good shit happens. <laughs> At thirty, somehow magically, all your shits put together. I want that. If that's what happens, I'm I'm going to be more excited for 30 than I am dreading it. Everybody, that's what everybody tells me. They're like, all right, when, well, now you're in your 20s. Enjoy your 20s. Once you get to 30, you'll get your shit together. And I was like, am I? Like, am I the active person getting my shit together? Because if that's <laughs> part of this equation, it's not going to happen. Right. So I think it's just magic. <laughs> I hope so. I want it to be magic. I want it to be magic so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're quite swamped recently. We haven't forgotten about any of you. We promise we're coming back. It's just a very stressful time right now. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be a, a walking corpse for a little while. Life right this second is kicking our collective asses. So oh god, right. Uh, so we might have late updates. We're going to come back around to this when you're not studying for the hardest test to exist. Right. And I finally get enrolled in a school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll my be whole fine. Day now, my whole day now is teaching like little kids and then on my breaks just frantically calling you and LV like, please tell me what I must do. What must do? Please help. <laughs> oh, God so tired okay <laughs> so today we have a semi-special uh episode for you we you've played the witcher game and i yes. i've watched the i've played the games and i watched just finished watching the show for the third time so we decided <laughs> to do something really fun um in honor of the witcher doing so well because it's I, I know it's a book series but a lot of people think that it's based off of the video games and it's really the only piece of anything based off a video game that's ha- like worth watching yeah no I'm really excited about it I loved playing yeah. the witcher whenever I played it and you know sitting down and getting to do this research for this episode has just been an absolute moment of joy exactly I really liked it too so we are going to be bringing you some of the lore behind the monsters of the witcher mm-hmm. sort of like our um Fallout 76 episode, except the Witcher is actually good. (laughs) (laughs) There's sort of the key difference. Oh, 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 oh. Morgantown is finally, my hometown is having its first annual gay pride parade this year. And for their logo, they had like the Flatwoods monster and the Grafton monster and Sheep Squatch. Oh my God, it's wonderful. And it is wonderful. It just made me smile so much. I'm excited. All right, so. We don't have a coin, so Julia's going to flip an earring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have... To see who goes first. Oh, and... before we do that, uh, tell them about the podcast network. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're part of the Civilized Creatures Network. 
We've got, you know, the Santamundo podcast and Picks and Bones. Mm-hmm. We've, of course, got Married AF and Drinks with Larry. We've got all sorts of really wonderful, wonderful shows. So, yeah, go ahead and check them out. Um, you can find them wherever you find us. It's Civilized Creatures on most platforms. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, just check us out. Mm-hmm. We've got announcements all over the place because we're really excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. All right, are you ready to flip your I, earring? I am. <laughs> so, so the pattern side, you be the pattern side, I'll be the blank okay. side. It's okay. Okay. Uh, so probably not going to make the sound. <laughs> Duh. Oh god. What? <laughs> what happened? Well, I flipped it. It hit my keyboard, it hit my desk and then it landed on the floor and now the dog's trying to eat it. <laughs> oh. Um Okay, it landed pattern side up. So. All right, so you're I'm first. I'm excited. Okay, so. Um, I'm excited. So too. Uh, we've chosen two beasties each um, to sort of cover okay. in this. And one of mine is much shorter than the other one, but it's actually my favorite thing ever. But anyway, we've each chosen two little beasties to cover for this episode. And I've chosen Hellhounds and the Cockatrice. So, your hellhounds first, then the cockatrice, because the cockatrice is maybe okay. my favorite thing in all of mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I found my favorite thing in mythology researching for this episode, so oh I God, understand. I'm so excited. Okay, so <laughs> hellhounds turned out to be a bigger topic than I had really expected. There are so mm-hmm. many different cultures that have hellhounds, and it goes back so many hundreds of years. <laughs> So, like... I found yeah. that, too. Um, I'm really, really sorry if I missed your favorite kind of hellhound or your favorite story or lore around it. You know, tweet those at us or, like, message us on Instagram. Uh, let us know about it, because mm-hmm. I'm super excited to know what you guys like. There's so much, um, yeah. But there really are. There are so many. So I've picked out, like, three <laughs> hellhounds. Um, okay. Okay, so the first kind that really caught my attention um, is called a black shuck, or an old shuck. Um, It's native to the east of England, um, and they're very ancient beasts. The first record of them generally is from about 1127 AD, so it's been around a while. And it, its description varies, yeah. as you tend to get with something that's existed for that long. But they're generally always described as a black dog. And it can range in size mm-hmm. from about the size of a large dog, Sam Mastiff or so, all the way up to the size of a horse. Um, the combining feature in all of these is that they have fiery red eyes. Uh, sometimes they're described with okay. two eyes. Sometimes it's a cyclops, which is creepy as shit. I don't want a dog cyclops. <laughs> cyclops no, dog. You. Is it like... Like vertical... Because like, the snout takes up... So it's, so it's like, like at the one... Just in yeah. the middle, right at the snout. So it's just like one continuous... Like, yeah, so like with a dog head, it's like... You know, dogs have that little like scoop. Because they don't have a frontal yeah, lobe. That's what I'm thinking it's of. Just, it's at the top of the scoop. <laughs> ah, yeah. okay. So anyway, sometimes they're cyclops, sometimes they have two eyes. They're frequently described as omens of death, um, but occasionally 
they have a little bit more of a varied story or a little bit more of a, a protective spirit vibe instead of something that is here to mm-hmm. take your soul. Um, yeah. They're generally associated with being seen in churchyards, um, and they are also associated with electrical storms, and they are seen at crossroads and places where people have been executed, in dark forests, and along ancient pathways and roads and things. So if you get a creepy vibe from wherever you're standing, that's where you will find them. It- Anywhere in England or anywhere in Britain. Yep. The most famous report of a black shuck comes from the churches of Bungay and Blythburg. Blythburg? I'm sure I'm saying both of those wrong. Um, I think it's Blythe. Blythburg? That sounds right. Blythburg? I don't know. (laughs) B-L-Y-T-H-B-U-R-G-H. I don't know. Why is that genius? I don't know. I, there's too many consonants in that word entirely. <laughs> there's one vowel. <sighs> <laughs> one vowel does not an eight-letter okay. word make. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, these churches right. are both in Suffolk. Um, and one of them was seen at Blythburg in August of 1577, where it shot through the doors of the Holy Trinity Church. It just bust them open during a service. And it was like, bitch, I'm here. Yes. Uh, Then it ran (laughs) through the congregation. It was a large congregation. Like, there were a lot of people here to witness this. And it ran through the congregation and up to the pulpit. And it killed two people along the way. It killed a small child and and a, a grown man. But as it sort of shot through the church and it went out the back, it caused the steeple to collapse. Oh, and, no. Uh, it also left scorch marks on the north door, which are still visible at the church. <gasps> what? Yeah. Seriously, this was in 1577. And the locals call the scorch marks the devil's fingerprints. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't I it? No, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Um, another sighting comes from Littleport, Cambridgeshire. Um, there are two shucks that haunt this area. One of them was unfortunately killed while trying to rescue a local girl from a lustful friar. So basically this dog jumped in and tried to save a woman from being raped and it was killed. So now it haunts everything. Um, I would too. Yeah. Right. And then the other one. Uh, haunts Route A10 uh, because its owner drowned in the Great River Oz uh, in the 1800s or so. Aw, that's so sad. Yeah. Most recently, in Layston Abbey, there was a skeleton of one of these that was excavated. Um, Really? Yeah. Reports say that it would have stood seven feet tall on its hind legs. And there were two newspapers that picked this up. There's the Daily Anglican Times and the Daily Mail, which I don't know of the report of the, the Anglican Times. No, okay. But the, so the, Daily, the Daily Mail, Mail is, is just garbage. trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, both of them claim to be the skeleton of a black shuck. And the excavation team has denied this 
allegation. Of course they have. Because, really? Um, and they said that the the skeleton that they excavated was only about the size of a mastiff, and it was probably buried after the abbey wasn't, like, visible anymore. Like, it had just sort of collapsed. Hmm. So, um, the locals in the area, though, do seem very reluctant to talk about the... I love the I, like. I love locals. I do too. They're <laughs> they're they all like locals anywhere. They know it's a load of horseshit, but they're like, but we're still gonna act like it is <laughs> for real, for real. Like some reporter came through the area a while later, and one of the locals was like, "Oh, that's what you're writing about. You better be careful." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I guess." It's like it's like the Blair Witch Project, like. One dude in the Blair Witch Project was like, no, it was just some serial killer in the woods. And the other locals were like, it's a witch. It's a mysterious witch that haunts the woods. And that's what it is. It's a mysterious <laughs> witch. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> and I mean, I've got plenty of those locals around here that are like, oh, oh, yeah. oh it's a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Um, it's a thing. It's the so thing much fun. Anyway, another breed of hellhound. Moving on. Um, has a name that I am so sorry ahead of time. <laughs> um, it's called a Quin Anon. Okay. Quin Anon. Um, it's Welsh. And I don't speak Welsh. No, I'm not it, good at no, it. No, I, 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 no. Everyone listening to you right now, like, sympathizes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, they're uh, described generally as large black hounds with red ears. Um, Aww. I know, they sound kind of nice. Um, and these are generally associated with the wild hunt, which I thought was super interesting. Oh. Yeah. Um, and they are either presided over by Aron, uh, the king of Anon, or Gwenopned, the king of the underworld and the king of the fairy folk. So nice, yeah. So generally, they hunt at night. Uh, they come out on like certain religious holidays um, or during the fall and winter. Sometimes they will only come out from Christmas to the twelfth night. Sometimes they will come out on like Good Friday or you know Saint Peter's Day or whatever it you know. Mm -hmm. And generally, they are sent out to hunt mundane creatures. Um, and Oh, me? Yeah. Like <laughs> deer and foxes and like oh. normal animal things. But they're, they go with the wild hunt, which picks up some stuff that it probably yeah. shouldn't, which is why it's scary. Picks up some stuff. Picks up some stuff. That's, that's Like human souls. The official... <laughs> that's what I'm sticking with. Some stuff. <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, generally, these are also known as beings that uh, escort souls to the underworld. So... They're kind of like Grim Reapers in their own way. Well, I was wondering, like, with the more mythology I look up pertaining to this, I was wondering just how much 
traces back to Greek mythology and the idea of like Cerberus when it comes to hellhounds. I was wondering if there was a connection there. So the whole leading them to death, Cerberus is the guardian of the gate to the underworld. So Yeah, absolutely. Like it's super, super interesting just to sort of see the parallels Mm -hmm. of this. And like that's why I said hellhounds go back so far. The idea of dogs being related to hell is something that's so deeply intertwined in so many cultures. And that was one of them Mm -hmm. certainly that I thought of. Um, and now today we all but worship them. Yeah, because they're wonderful little fluffy pups. My mom would make pork chops for her dog. We would, she would be like, "What do you want for dinner?" Be like, "I don't know." She'd be like, "All right, you can make your own dinner. I'm gonna make Harley pork chops." Yep. No, uh, we we make Vinny steak. We do. Um, and then he gets a bone every Sunday, despite the fact that I've told my mother that he doesn't know what days of the week are and he can't read the calendar (laughs) so he doesn't know if it's sunday or not we would go on trips to florida to visit my mom's sister and anytime we stopped to eat we had to get harley a cheeseburger or a bacon cheeseburger absolutely oh my god that was the most spoiled dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway the um moving on uh the third kind of hellhound that I just sort of want to briefly gloss over are Appalachian hellhounds. Because, you know, they've... We fucking have everything. We do. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they're, of course, along with the theme, large black dogs. Uh, In a lot of legends around here, they only have three toes. I don't know why that was the distinction, but I guess. Um, Maybe it has something to do with the mountains? Maybe. I don't like maybe it's like better stability on a cliff. I have yeah, absolutely no idea. Um but anyway, large black dogs, red eyes, three toes. Uh they hunt the back roads of West Virginia and Kentucky, and they likely have you know, sprouted off from the Scots Irish and the Welsh folklore after a huge influx of those immigrants to the area. Um mm-hmm. a lot of people claim to still see them, and I actually have had people in my life tell me that they've seen them like within the last five years so wow yeah so like right around here too like a little bit north of morgantown and a little bit south well, you of live in the middle of nowhere yeah like even when i didn't even when i was like in civilization relatively speaking <laughs> uh, <laughs> morgantown's not civilized but I, I understand what you're saying comparatively But no, people would, you know, tell me about this huge, freakish, like, spirit dog that would run across the road and would have these big glowing red eyes and, you know, you would almost hit it with your car, but it would sort of skitter out of the way, unlike the countless number of deer that will not skitter out of the way. Those fuckers. I hate deer so much. They're in, like, zoos all over the world where they don't have deer they're cute and all until they look you in your eye as you're driving down the road and go, oh, I'm going to fuck that shit up. And they uh-huh. jump immediately in front of you. Well, it's not- and then they're not so cute. No, they're not. They will run into your car. And, like, it's not super helpful because I walk the dog at night. And there's this little <laughs> grove of pine trees uh, maybe a quarter mile down from my house that I walk past every night. And there are a- there's, like, a little family of ten deer that sit in this one grove of pine trees so that whenever you look out into the field, because you can't avoid looking out into the field, there's just this 
huge pack of glowing eyes that stares back at yeah, you. No. If you stare into their eyes, you will stare into the depths of hell. Deer are awful <laughs> creatures. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. I don't think they're that bad. They're just a little creepy sometimes. And will also destroy everything that you've ever loved. Uh <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, they will. Yeah. So anyway, my next monster is the cockatrice. Mm-hmm. Um this was not my favorite boss in the game. It was not <laughs> my favorite little like monster to fight. Nope. Didn't mm-hmm. like it. Um <laughs> But I think that's just because I didn't know anything about it. And because it sounded like cockatoo. And I hate those birds. <laughs> you and Cody have a vendetta against birds. I, really I have like, a vendetta against deer. I don't like pet birds. <laughs> birds are fine outside where they're supposed to be. Birds, when you keep them in your house, go fucking crazy. And they don't like it. And then I don't <laughs> like them because they bite. Anyway. Deer hear the whispers of hell and they seek you out to destroy you. And I will never move from that stance. Fair enough. Um, But I feel like I just didn't know enough about it. Because if I did, I would have been like, oh, cool. It's a cockatrice. Because it's basically (laughs) a chicken basilisk with wings. And I'm here for that. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. So listen, the cockatrice was first described in English. Uh in around the late 14th century so like 1830 or 1382 sorry i'm dyslexic 1382 and it was in john wycliffe's translation of the bible and then it got transferred over to the king james version of the bible um that man yep and its name generally translated means tracker but the whole thing about a cockatrice is that they are born from eggs laid by gay roosters that are incubated for 44 days by a toad. That's their origin story. This is my favorite monster ever. <laughs> <laughs> An egg laid by gay roosters incubated by a toad. I don't understand where like serpents come into this. There's a serpent in here someplace. There's multiple origins, but like that was the one that I saw and it's the one that I'm going with because it's on the Witcher's <laughs> Wikipedia and I love it. Nice lovely um but no it's born from roosters who lay with other roosters <laughs> i love it so much and uh she needs to your friend needs to put that on the poster as well. oh my god i know <laughs> um it has it has the ability to kill people by looking at them touching them or breathing on them um and this ability to kill people uh, at a glance, comes from the fact that it is just very grumpy. Oh, so it's the gay agenda. Yes. Um, it hates <laughs> everything. And it just wants to sit out to destroy society as we know it. It's just super mad that everything exists. So it can actually, <laughs> like, death glare something until it dies. That's the whole point of this creature. I want to be this so bad. I know! How great is this? I am halfway there. If I could get that death glare down, I would be a cockatrice. I know. It would be great. And, like, it's some weird amalgamation that looks sort of like a wyvern, but it has a chicken head. And, like, it sometimes has legs, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it has, like, a reptile head, but a beak. And it's just... 
free me from this hellish mortal flesh body. I know. I am so <laughs> excited about this. <laughs> it's a gay rooster incubated by a toad that somehow turned into a snake partway. That's the whole thing. That's what I had to run around a field and chase for three hours. <laughs> I love it. I want one. In case you're, uh, you ever run into a cockatrice and you need to fight it, you will need a mirror so that you can reflect its deadly gaze. <laughs> it's hatred of humanity onto yep. it. Um. But anyway, that was as far into the cockatrice as I got, because I just got to there and went, no, that's enough. <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> that's that's all good. We need to know. I don't need more research. It is, it is an icon, and I love it. I'm so happy. Okay, cool. So those are my monsters. <laughs> Please tell me about yours. So I chose to do... I, another very famous battle within um, The Witcher. I chose to do the botchling. Oh, but I, I know. Oh, it's so creepy. Okay. <laughs> but I also chose to do succubi. Okay. And I, I have never loved anything as much as I love succubi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. After researching it, I was like, I am here for this. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited. Botchlings creep me out so bad. That was like the scariest oh, part of that whole game. Yeah, no, they're they're real creepy. I don't like it. Um, okay, their legend is like is wonderful as well. We'll get into it. I'm gonna do succubi first. Okay. So, um, in most forms of folklore, succubi are portrayed simply as stunningly beautiful women. Um, in The Witcher Three, they are considered an, an erotic seductress. Here's the thing. I took the, okay, so this next slide is word for word from the article I read, and I love it more than anything in life. Uh, so in The Witcher 3, they considered an erotic seductress. In fact, Geralt, quote, doesn't ever draw his silver sword when fighting them. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got a different sword. Anyway. You got a different sword. Exactly. Dick jokes I was aside. like, you, you lovely writer. I don't know what the writer is. Girl or boy almost was said, you lovely bitch, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the folklore behind succubi, though, they are often more disturbing. They may appear uh, lithe and sexual from a distance, but upon closer inspection of a succubi, alarming deformities like claws or tails are soon revealed. (laughs) This... I think this is hilarious, too. Even worse, the act of sexual penetration is, by some accounts, like entering a cave of ice. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, God, no! Okay, so, like, you're not super into sex, and I was for a very long time, but I've decided to back off for a while. But back when I had sex, in the days of yore, (laughs) there were these fucking fire and ice condoms. Oh, no! Oh my god, it was the fucking worst. Never try those, by the way. I don't know if they're still on the market. But, like, if you accidentally, like, put one on the wrong way initially, you're just done. You're completely done for the rest of the time. You will either burn your bits or you will freeze yourself out of the mood. And it's just horrible. I'm crying. Okay. Oh. Please continue. That's so funny, though. Sorry. No, it's That okay. just gave me, like, 
flashbacks of being in my dorm and like trying very hard to get a moment to myself i finally did like with my partner and oh it didn't go well oh that was a night we'll never forget but for all the wrong reasons (laughs) oh my god okay I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your pain, but it's it's really no, it's, funny. It's okay, it was like 10 years ago, but still. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so the Cave of Ice. <laughs> God, it was so bad. Okay, Cave of Ice. <laughs> a succubus is a supernatural entity, entity that would often appear in dreams and take the form of a woman in order to seduce men. Now, religious traditions hold that repeated sexual activity with the succubus may result in the deterioration of health or mental state, and it might even lead to death. They will drive you fucking crazy. Okay. And I love it. Okay. In more modern representations, a succubus is often depicted as a highly attractive seductress or enchantress. So they have lost that fuck you to madness type of thing. <laughs> now, they're, now they're more of an enchantress. Okay, okay. We've had some rebranding here. <laughs> some rebranding. Although I, I love the, the phrase fuck you to madness. <laughs> that is delightful. I will totally give you that. So the word is derived from the late Latin succubere, which means to lie beneath, sub being under, and cuber to being uh, to lie, so to lie beneath. In the Jewish mystical work Zohar, in the medieval text uh, Alphabet of Sirach, Lilith, Adam's first wife, <laughs> later became a succubus. Hi. And I, like, I want at Lilith to be my patron saint. <laughs> a little bit. She's wonderful i don't know enough about her to call her my patron saint i should probably research more but from what i've learned she's just delightful yeah really. Um, so she was made at the same time as adam and from the same clay as opposed to eve who was made later on and from adam's rib so being from man instead of from the clay mm-hmm. so lilith was more adam's equal um in the late in the 13th century writings of isaac ben jacob ho cohen Lilith left Adam after she refused to become subservient to him and then would not return to the Garden of Eden after she quote-unquote mated with the archangel Samael. I like her. I think she's great. I like her so much. So it was basically one of these, you know what, fuck you, Adam. I'm not your servant. And then she went and saw some hot piece of ass archangel. (laughs) Uh Like, hmm, I'm going to give you some of that. Here's the thing. Uh, Hebrews and Hebrew Samael translates to, according to Wikipedia, the poison of God or the blindness of God. All right. <laughs> so not a good dude, but dad ass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have all done some really bad stuff for what looked like it was going to be really good dick. We just have. <laughs> it's a universal experience. Exactly. And she stuck with it. She was like, no, fuck you, Adam. I'm not coming back. Do you see this ass? Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. There were four original queens of the demons. Lilith, uh, Isheth, Agrat Bat Malot, Agrat Bat Malot, and uh, Neama. Okay. Which were the four queens 
of demons. So there's four demon queens. And according to the Kabbalah uh, and the school of Roshba, the original three queens of the demons, Agrat, uh, Naamah, and um, Isheth, gave birth to children. Lilith gave birth to Lilan, or Lilam, which are hostile night spirits that attack men. Okay. I love her so much. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and so that's sort of like uh, one origin story for succubi was they came from Lilith. Um, so a succubus may take the take a form of a beautiful young girl, but upon closer inspection, they may re- you can see deformities of her body, such as bird-like claws and serpentine tails. Folklore also describes the acts of. <laughs> I forgot I kept this in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, this will be good. Okay. It's No, it's not. It's nasty. <laughs> oh, now I have to know. Folklore, folklore also described the act of sexually penetrating a succubus as akin to entering a cave of ice, and there are reports of succubi forcing men to perform, quote-unquote, cunnilingus on their vulvas, which I love how, like, proper Wikipedia is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, so, However, super not uh, into forced sexual acts on that, but, like, nope. the terminology is delightful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they would force men to perform cunnilingus on their vulvas, which would drip with urine and other fluids. Oh, no. Never mind. Not into this. Isn't no, it awful? Don't like it. It's so bad. Don't like it. Not not into water sports. Thank you. <laughs> you can go ahead and, and rack that up on the things that you know about me. Water sports. Fuck you. I love you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In later folklore, a succubus took on the form of a siren. So sirens are from Greek mythology, and they were dangerous creatures who lured nearby sailors with their enchanting music and singing voices to shipwreck on the rocky coast of their island. According to the Greek Neoplatonist philosopher... Proclus, why didn't I look this up? Proclus Plato uh, said, <laughs> look, there's like half a sentence of just vowels before this. Okay. <laughs> Plato said there were three kinds of sirens, the celestial, the generative, and the purifactory or cathartic. The first, uh, the celestial, were under the government of Zeus, the second under that of Poseidon, and the third of uh, under Hades. When the soul is in heaven, the sirens seek by harmonic motion to unite it to the divine life of the celestial host. And when in Hades, to conform the soul to eternal, eternal, infernal regimen. But when on earth, their only job is to, quote unquote, produce generation of which the sea is emblematic. Okay. So like. So your whole job in heaven is to. Okay. <laughs> to bind you to a celestial body or to damn you for life or to just, you know, produce shit in the sea. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yep. Um, In 1486, the Malleus Maleficarum, 
Oh, we're getting into witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So in 1486, the Malleus Maleficarum was written and published by Henrik Kramer, which stated that succubi collect semen from the men they seduce. Uh, then incubi, which is their male counterparts, use the semen to impregnate human females, thus explaining how demons could apparently sire children, despite the traditional belief that they were incapable of reproduction. So if you gave birth to a demon child, according to the Malleus Maleficarum, it's because... A succubi got semen from somewhere, super sneakily in an alley, passed it off to an incubi, and then an incubi, and then an incubus was just like, and now you're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was like a mythological drug deal. Okay. Okay. So the children of succubi and incubi were supposed to be born deformed or more susceptible to spiritual influences. So basically, during the 1400s, any child that was born deformed or maybe heard voices or saw ghosts or spiritual influences they blame it on blamed it on a incubus and a succubus okay that's sad king james bastard okay this man (laughs) exactly king james in his dissertation uh titled demonology refutes the possibility for angelic entities to reproduce and instead offered offered a suggestion that a devil would carry out two methods of impregnating women the first to steal the sperm of a dead man and deliver it into a woman if a demon could extract this demon quickly the substance would not be instantly transported to a female host causing it to go cold so they they wanted cold semen basically uh this explains the view that succubi and incubi were the same demonic entity only to be described differently based on the tormented sexes being conversed with okay so according to jim king james they were the same entity it was just if you were a woman you saw one form and if you were a man you saw another okay now, the second method um, was the idea that a dead body could be possessed by a devil or an incubi or succubi, uh, causing it to rise and have sexual relations with others. So in the second method, an incubus or succubus was just some dead body that was being possessed by a devil. Horny zombies. That's where we're going with this. Horny. Yeah. Horny zombies. Horny okay. zombies. It's, All right. I'm not going there with this. King James made this up. Uh, okay. I, yep. I don't um, like the man, but I... <laughs> sure well i'll just yeah. insert tina belcher into the story and it'll be fine <laughs> yes horny zombies yes okay so in arabian mythology there's the karina which uh, possibly originated in ancient egypt okay the karina sleeps with a person and has a re- uh, relations during sleep as is known by the dreams uh, they are said to be invisible but a person with second sight can see them uh, they are often in the form of a cat or a dog or other household pet okay if you are being possessed by a karina you cannot marry or they will harm you so if you're being possessed by a karina just you either need to get rid of it or become a spinster for the rest of your life or die oh man bad choices all around so here's the thing if you're gunning for a scientific explanation to the different myths or monsters that we've given you there is one for a succubi okay or succubus oh oh do tell Uh, there is some belief that the stories relating to the encounters of a succubus bear resemblance to the contemporary phenomenon of people reporting alien abductions 
which have been ascribed to the condition known as sleep paralysis. Historical accounts of people experiencing encounters with succubi may rather have been symptoms of sleep paralysis. So they may not be an entity at all. It may just be something you conjure up in your mind when you're experiencing sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is like the worst. There are so many creepy myths that come out of it. I don't like it's it. It's really bad. Yeah. It's not a good experience no. at all. Um, so there are all kinds of other references uh, to succubi. I'm going to give you just a few. Um, Wikipedia has like a list of like succubi from different cultures. Um, the Albasti uh, is an ancient female spirit known as the personification of guilt. And a variation of the Albasti myth uh, stretches back to Sumerian times as one of the names given to Lilith. Okay. In Turkic folklore, the Albasti isn't a sexual spirit, but instead she visits those who, quote, have guilty souls and come from families that have committed bloody crimes that have gone unpunished. Those who are visited by the Albasti are said to wake in an intense fever. Uh, She is known to steal horses who are found sweating and exhausted in the morning, and they are unable to provide a full day's work. Due to her torments, she is also known as the Red Mother. Okay. In Armenian folklore, the Albasti is referred to as Al and is a, quote, demon of childbirth who blinds unborn children and causes miscarriages and stillbirths to women who have committed crimes that have gone unpunished. In this form, she uh, appears as a spirit of flame with snake-like hair, brass fingernails and iron teeth and she hides in damp places isn't it like a kick-ass image yeah this is starting to sound a little bit like the mare that i did a while back like nightmares you're exactly right that's another form of succubus okay um mm -hmm. so uh i have it down here a mare which you had covered which is the hag witch i think was what it was called yeah um and is a, a malicious enti- entity in Germanic and Slavic folklore that rode on people's chests while they slept and brought bad dreams, and they're related to succubi. Yeah, this is from the hags. The, the hag. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. I yeah. don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like them either, especially because one's haunting me. Uh, um, seriously. <laughs> there's also the Holdera or Holdra. Um, a seductive forest creature in Scandinavian folklore. Uh, the holders were held to be a uh, kind of charcoal burners, meaning they would watch charcoal kilns while um, the people around them rested, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that she would wake them if there are any problems. Uh, the people were able to sleep, and in exchange, they left provisions for her in a special place. So the holdra are more uh, kind type of succubi. Okay. But because they're linked to that sleeping, they're linked to succubi. Um, when cr- <laughs> this is what I wrote verbatim. When Christianity swept through everything, <laughs> a new tale emerged of a, of a woman uh, who had only washed half of her children when God came to her cottage. Ashamed of the dirty ones, she hid them. So God decreed that those uh, she had hidden from him would be hidden from humanity and they become holders. Ooh, ooh, creepy. Yeah. Ooh. Also, possible descendants of Lilith. Okay. Cool. So Lilith is really the epicenter of everything. Okay. Um, here's the thing. 
in The Witcher, succubus have more in common with fawn than with the ones of legend, with the succubi of legend. Okay. Um, so in Roman and Greek mythology, fawn are half men, half goats with horns on their heads. So the image of the succubus that <clears throat> you come across in The Witcher, it's this woman uh, who with horns on her head. And I believe uh, the lower body of a fawn. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, she oh, had yeah, like cloven feet and a tail. Mm-hmm. Like a swishy tail. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are often confused with satyrs, uh, who are Dionysus's permanently erect soldiers with horse-like qualities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so a fawn were a bipedal creatures with the legs and tail of a goat, but the head, torso, and arms of a man. They often have goat horns and pointed ears. They are notorious for their love of forest, music, and beautiful women, and they are generally charming to the people they encounter as they trot along their happy woodland paths. Ancient Roman uh, mythological belief also included a god named Faunus, often associated with enchanted woods and the Greek god Pan. Mm -hmm. In Greek culture, Pan was the god of shepherds, mountain wilds, meadowlands, wooded groves, fertility, and rustic music. Because in Greek culture, everything is the god of fertility. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many gods of fertility. a ton. An actual ton of fertility The Greek people just fucked a lot. That's fine. They were just open about uh, fucking a lot. They all really people were. fuck a lot. Not all of them. Yeah. But like <laughs> most of them. A lot of people fuck a lot. That's just how things work. Yep. The fawns would join Pan in his merrymaking and act as his servants when he needed aid. In return, Pan gifted them with his flute. Uh, now the difference between fawns and satyrs is the fawn's ability to control themselves. Satyrs can be just destructive when they are bent on enjoying themselves, no matter what the cost, much like Dionysus himself. Mm-hmm. That is the succubus <laughs> from um, The Witcher 3. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. Now, now give me my nightmares back. Thank you. Awesome. Can I just say that I love, like, there's so much I left out. I love succubi. I I could research them for the rest of my life and be perfectly content. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the botchlings. and The Witcher, botchlings are basically infant zombies that were denied the peace of death because of the trauma of being discarded or aborted without burial or given a name. They hunt at night for an expectant mother looking to enfeeble them and drain the fetus of its strength. After several successful attacks, when the mother is too weak to defend herself, the botchling will assault her, sucking her and the fetus's blood until they both perish. Now, botchlings most likely came from Slavic and Scandinavian lore, which means I'm about to butcher some of these names. That's fine. I butchered English names, and that's the language I speak. (laughs) You're fine. Uh, It, uh... In Scandinavian lore, botchlings are similar, uh, share similarities with mylings. Mylings or mylingar uh, were the phantasmal incarnations of the souls of unbaptized children that had been forced to roam the earth until they could persuade someone to bury them properly. They came into being when a child was unwanted and therefore killed by its mother and can be heard singing at night, revealing the mother's crimes. A myling 
is also said to chase lone wanderers in the night and jump on their backs, demanding to be carried to the graveyard so they can rest on hollowed ground. Here's the thing. Um, they are enormous and grow heavier as they near the graveyard to the point where their human pack mule could just sink into the soil. Oh, no, I don't like that. No, no. Mm -hmm. If you are unable to make it to the cemetery, the myling will kill you in a fit of rage. That's not my fault. (laughs) Lose some weight, you heavy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like... In Slavic mythology, botchlings closely resemble the Drakeva. Oh, I'm sorry. Drakevak, uh, which translates to the screamer, which is more terrifying. Uh, descriptions of the monster vary. So here are some descriptions. In some folktales, it has been depicted in the form of an undead, ma- or an undead man that came out of the grave during nighttime and haunts people. In other folktales, it has been depicted in the form of an undead, unbaptized child that rose from its grave during nighttime to haunt its parents. Uh, this creature is also known for calling out to people passing near cemeteries uh, to baptize it. So <laughs> if you pass by a cemetery, you just because I assume they're enormous, like the myling, so you just hear this deep, booming voice going, yo, baptize it. <laughs> it's headcanon accepted. That's what I want. That sounds great. <laughs> In Eastern Serbia, it has been depicted in the form of a humanoid canine creature that walks on its back legs, sort of like your hellhounds. Okay. In the vicinity of Magli or Maglai, um, it has been depicted in the form of ghosts of soldiers that wander around during nighttime scaring people. In the vicinity of Kozarka Dubica. Sure. Hopefully. Dubake, sorry. Kozarka Dubake. It's all Serbian. It has been depicted as a vampire-like undead man that rises out of the grave during the nighttime and wanders around scaring people. Okay. In the vicinity of uh, RLJ, it has been depicted in the form of a long-necked, long-legged creature with a cat-like head, which I do not like. I don't like that either. Nope. Because anytime you you. say long-legged, I instantly think of spider legs. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it looks like, oh, um, Spirited Away, the, the, like, guy from Spirited Away that does, like, I see that, but, like, with a cat head. Oh, no, no, I don't like that at all. No, thank you. Exactly. Exactly. I love Spirited Away. I love it so much. It's a great movie. I hate that character. (laughs) It's so Yeah, no, he's a little creepy. He's very scary. Um, and Sarah Dekazupa, I think I got that one right, <laughs> has been depicted in the form of a one-legged humanoid creature with glowing eyes that wanders around during nighttime and scares people. In the vicinity of uh, Prajapolja sure. and uh, Lesac, uh, it has been depicted... <laughs> It has been depicted as an apparition that can be seen in a form of a dappled of a dappled foal, dog, cat, or bird. And in the vicinity of Gruza, uh, it has been depicted in the form of a creature having a dappled, uh, elongated, and spindle-thin body with a disproportionately large head. And this creature can fly, and it is believed to be the soul of a dead child. 
So that's also terrifying. No, thank you. I'm okay without having that in existence. That's fine. We can move yep. on from here. Nope. A modern description of the supposed Drekovac uh, describes it as a canine creature similar to a dog or some kind of bird. Either way, the origin of this monster sees it as the soul of a sinful man or an unbaptized child. And it was believed to only be visible at night, especially during the 12 days of Christmas, which in Serbo-Croatian lore uh, are called the unbaptized days. Or in early spring when other demons and mythical creatures were believed to be more active. When it assumed the form of child, it predicts someone's death. While in an animal form, it predicts predicts the cattle uh, cattle disease. So it'll predict the death of cattle. Okay. The Drakovic is believed to avoid dogs and bright lights. Which I find weird since a lot of its um, origin stories, it is a dog. But it is believed to avoid dog and bright lights, and it is believed that if the shadow of the Dracovic falls upon someone, then that person will turn sick and die. Creepy. Okay. Are you ready for modern sightings of this? No! No, I want this to be a a sad, (laughs) ancient creature that doesn't exist in this time period. In 1992. Mm -mm. I was alive for that. That's too recent. It was reported that in Kravitsa, the villagers found remains of an animal unlike any known from the area and claimed it was a Drakovac. It was described as looking like a dog, but with a snake-like head and the hind legs similar to those of a kangaroo. Uh, later, it was revealed just to be the rotten carcass of a fox. <laughs> None of that described a fox. <laughs> nope. That's not what foxes look Um, like. (laughs) Uh, And then in 2003. No. No, not 2003. In the the village of Tomotino Polge, uh, near Divchabera, I've just sounded out for myself, near Divchabera, a series of attacks on sheep occurred, with some villagers concluding that they had been perpetrated by a Drekovac. Other villagers disagreed, seeing as the attacks took place in the daytime as opposed to night, when the Drekovac is supposedly more active. But m- some of the villagers, like a lot of the villagers, think that it's a Drekovac. <laughs> That's the succubus and the botchlings from The Witcher. And my sites are Fawn by Professor Geller at mythology.net, Wikipedia, and then there's this delightful website called... Um, the Myth Behind the Monsters of the Witcher, Fiction versus Folklore by Stephen Messner. Oh, nice. That's actually really good. Nice. Because he shows, like, he shows the, the monsters of the Witcher and how they're different from their folklore counterparts. And it was a really nice read. That is a super nice thing. Uh, so, yeah, it was really good. But that's, uh, that's what I got for you. Oh, cool. All of my sites were Wikipedia or the Witcher Wikipedia. Yeah. God, that's creepy. Okay. <laughs> Never going to be okay from botchlings. It's just not. <laughs> they're mostly Serbian. There, although there are, there's uh, the idea of a botchling in a lot of different cultures, but the ones I found were mostly like Slavic or Scandinavian or Serbian or cool. something like that. I have fewer places to travel to now. <laughs> that's okay i still like each documentary i see i hate the ocean a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's not it's not all right like, did you see that video of a cuttlefish that pretended to be a hermit crab i don't want to they're so they're gonna take over the world I'm, that's fine i'll be dead it'll be fine <laughs> you'll be dead too it'll be a while but like all right that's fine yeah <clears throat> No, they scare me. I don't like cuttlefish. They're, they're, there's too many tricks. <laughs> <laughs> they know too much. <laughs> no, I I love the ocean. I love all the creepy things in the ocean, except jellyfish. And they're just <clears throat> so... Everything is so cool and it's so foreign. And it's so completely outside of the realm of anything that I'm like exposed to. So I just I love it. And I love those little ocean documentaries. But I can completely understand why people do not like it. <laughs> we come from like two different perspectives. You would go into the haunted house, and I'd stand outside going, "Nope, mm -mm, uh, -uh. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope." <laughs> Listen, my favorite animals are sharks. That's just that's true. Oh, they're so dumb and wonderful. I know. I love. They're so cool. But like, and whale sharks. Oh, yeah, lovely creatures. Yeah, but like, I, just, I don't know. I really like the ocean. I really like all the things that are in the ocean, even if they're creepy. Because they're just so fascinating. They are very fascinating, but also, like, I will never go into the ocean again. <laughs> Ever. Fine. Don't like it. Uh -uh. It's fine. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, where can they find us, Julia? Where can the people find us? You guys can find us on social media. Um, we're at W-I-Y-H-T on Twitter. We just passed 800 followers. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, y'all. We're at what's in we your need hometown. To, we need to make cupcakes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we're at W-I-Y-H-T on Twitter. We're at what's in your hometown on Instagram. If you guys have suggestions for an episode or if you guys want to just get in touch with us, check in, say hi, see how you're doing. Or if you too are being haunted by a hag witch. Yes. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, Sam is being haunted by a boo hag. We've decided and a boo hag that's what it is. it is a boo hag and uh she's not having a great time with it so no if you want to sympathize uh you can write into us <laughs> at what's in your hometown at gmail.com um we are super excited to hear from you guys it's just so glorious every time we do um mm -hmm. yeah but yeah we get really excited we do it makes our days stupid excited um, and then you can also find us anywhere that you find our network. And so there are the Civilized Creatures Entertainment Network. So I guess that leaves us with all the crazy, fun, Lilith endearing stories in the world. <laughs> you have got to wonder. What's in your hometown? Bye. Bye-bye.